Armchair Detectives. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi, everyone. I have to say, I'm not excited for this case. Oh, okay. Because you, it's a bad case? I just was not inspired. I was trying to do something Thanksgiving-y. I was okay. like, well, I could, I mean, true crime, you can really talk about, like, all the pilgrims killing all the Indians yeah. and stuff, yeah. right? That sure. would have been good, but I'm like, bummer. And then, like, I was just reading all, like, I did learn that Thanksgiving is the most deadly holiday in America. Did you know that? No. Probably because families get together and kill each yeah. other. Because it's like, well, it, it is, it's like, um, the politics tensions talk. are high, right? And, like, so people <laughs> fight and, like, there's an increase in domestic abuse and then also just like um the amount of calories that people eat and like uh they're like heart attacks and stuff oh my god deep fryer <laughs> accidents damn um, but usa yeah. usa <laughs> <laughs> my god um and then if i'm really being honest i got very distracted by the idaho college murders that are I happening to right ask now you guys about that what do you think of that i am shooketh and it just makes me think of our old apartment alley i know and that man that was on our front porch yes maybe we should just talk about that instead honestly (laughs) i watch every tiktok on my feed because it like knew i was like into it they're like wow this girl's (laughs) watching the entire video it was just one after the other after the other and like i one of the worst ways to go i would think is to wake up and see someone stabbing you yeah yeah i would think so and like imagine being the two roommates down in the basement yeah that's i'm confused too i saw that in passing i didn't i didn't read anything about it today i just saw it today yeah but like were they there and they didn't hear anything were they there it was like so it really was set up like our old apartment Really? Wait, why, don't, why don't you explain it a little bit just in case okay, nobody okay, really okay. knows what's, what they're talking about so it's so terrible i think there are like 19 and 20 21 year olds yeah. in idaho yeah. at the university of idaho i believe young was, young ladies oh. yeah six girls lived in a house it was a three-story house it was like a basement first floor attic third floor level right from the front if you went in through the front door you would enter through the basement but in the back, mm. like basement, it was, I think it must have been like a split level type thing. Yeah. If you, but it was on a, like a little hill. So if you entered through the back door, which was a sliding glass door, you'd be on the main level where like the kitchen and stuff was kind of like, so I'm picturing Allie and I used to live in the yeah. same like apartment house. And if you went in through the back, you would have been in your apartment. Mm-hmm. But like, if you went in the front, there was that like basement apartment, right? Yeah. And you had to go up the stairs to mine. And then, so two girls lived in the basement, two different bedrooms. Two girls lived on the main floor, two different bedrooms. And then one girl lived upstairs in her bedroom. Okay. okay. So none of the, it wasn't connected at all on the inside? It was. Stairs? It was a house. Oh, it was oh. just like one house. Oh, okay. Okay. Like how but, ours wasn't connected. But there, it, was it was like a six inside. bedroom house or something like that. It's like a. Oh, wow. Okay. They, they said like, it yeah. was like a party house. Like typical oh, yeah. college house, which yeah. Yeah. like six bedrooms or five bedrooms. I mean, yeah, six girls in one yeah. house. That's like a lot. Mm-hmm. 
so to the two girls i'm gonna look up their names because i don't want to be rude and misquote it god now that i think about it so many bad things like happened this past week yeah mm-hmm. like those college <laughs> kids that got shot those football players oh yeah that shooting in colorado jeez wow that happened all in one week yeah i don't know time time confuses me on the on the main floor kaylee and madison lived on the first floor upstairs zana lived there right so zana and her boyfriend had gone out to like a frat party Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. is all like the police aren't saying much so this is all like tiktoks and like local news reports right now they had gone out to like a frat come back and i think we're home by like 10 and madison and kaylee had been out at like a bar and then went to a food truck and took an uber home and i think the other two girls who i haven't seen their names but they were home like asleep or something and they were in the basement right they were in the base the two basement rooms Mm -hmm. Uh, madison and uh kaylee i think got home around like 1 30 they said the next day sunday at noon the police got a phone call with the report of someone unconscious and like they're not saying like who made the call but they did say it came the call came in from one of the surviving roommates phones but i think from what i can gather like other people might have come to the house before they found yeah i think that's what i saw today like a friend went over there and she ran out and passed out and then someone called 911 yeah so i think like maybe she didn't i think i i kind of what i've kind of got is that the initial phone call wasn't even for the murdered yeah that's what i think too it was was because the friend like passed out passed out and was unconscious or something like it was like overwhelming because it was apparently like very brutal and then the coroner reported that um Haley, Madison, uh, Zana, and Zana's boyfriend, Ethan, who had been sleeping over, were all stabbed to death in their sleep. And I believe that Zana was the only one who had, like, defensive wounds on her. That makes me think that, like, they went after the boyfriend first first and she woke up. And the two, I mean, they haven't, obviously, they haven't said much yet. It happened just last week, but um, I think they cleared all the roommates and stuff and it was just like crazy they didn't hear anything and i I had seen something that was like someone had lived in that house prior like years before when they were in college and they said like the way the house was set up like if you were in the basement you could not hear anything that was going on when we lived in our house sarah i could hear you snoring i could hear the lady (laughs) downstairs in the studio snoring through my floorboards i heard you playing the guitar 18 18, (laughs) like crank it up (laughs) my house was like 1890s it was built so it was like <laughs> no insulation a, in that bad not way to code, yeah God. um but it's like really terrible and i just want to know what happened yeah, and then also so the curious. thing that also creeped me out that like made it feel like our old apartment so i said it was like kind of on a hill right so like if you yeah. went out like the back deck which led to the first floor there was like this little hill with some trees and like a road or like a parking lot and from that parking lot it's where like all like reporters and stuff have been hanging out and you can like see right into the house and yeah it remind me of like that, that is our street that ran, yeah like you could like stand in the parking lot and see in your kitchen on the second floor <laughs> uh, you're like oh Allie's home <laughs> <Dinner here." laughs> 
Well, did mm-hmm. you see also see the other story that like they are questioning if it's connected about the dog? Yes. Wait, I'm what, very Tom, upset by that as well. Wait, a couple, explain. A couple weeks. So they are saying this knife that was used was like, I heard it called like a Rambo knife. It's like a hunting used for like killing things, right? Like a couple weeks, like what, two weeks before yeah, someone no, called yeah. and found a skinned Australian shepherd like a couple miles from this house. Like someone literally like killed a dog and skinned it and like left it there. So oh like, I don't know if it's like a weird coincidence because also like the, they're they're saying right now that they believe it was a targeted attack. Yeah. So like, who are these college kids hanging out with? Who's uh, also skinning a dog? I, I don't know. Maybe they're not connected. I don't. I don't know. Like it's the first thing that popped scary. into my head was like the two girls on the main floor Matt what it Madison and Kaylee yeah maybe they were out and like people followed them home yeah that's like the yeah. only thing that I can and they did of. say I remember I read online that they did say that no one was like sexually assaulted yeah. I saw something that was like well how like why are they because they're not saying why they think it was a targeted attack yet yeah, like that's a what bunch I'm of like detectives are saying like mm, maybe they do know something. If yeah. there's like overkill, like they it like um that's a sign of that you knew someone, right? Like yeah. I hate you and I want you not to just die, but like Yeah, I feel like if it was like a moment of opportunity, it would kind of be like quick done yeah, almost right. Yeah. yeah. And then also like I don't know. I can't I go back and forth, like if it was random. They literally missed two full bedrooms. Yeah. Like they must not have known anything. Maybe they that's the thing. Know. If they knew them, wouldn't they know to go downstairs? Or maybe yeah, like other yeah, that's like friends. I keep going back and forth. And the fact that they went to the room with the couple, like, do you think it was one person yeah. or two? Because like that's a lot if, of people. If if the like assailant was like stabbing the boyfriend wouldn't she like just get up and run and like you know what I mean like it it, yeah it it might take a lot because you said like they were it was pretty brutal like I think it takes a little while to stab somebody you know and to do it four times four times four and I would be interested to know who was the first Mm -hmm. yes yeah first victim yeah like did they go up or did they start on right or and if it was like a team did they do two and then two and they were originally saying like the front door which i think leads into the basement like i said um has a key code to get in so they're like it's a party house it's definitely someone who knows but then like people all these like internet sleuths were looking they weren't like fingerprinting that um front door that much they were spending a lot of time on this ground level window and then the sliding glass door so people are saying that they probably came in through the window and then left through the sliding glass door went up the little hill and into the parking lot yeah well if they came in through the front door then they would have been downstairs and the girls in the basement yeah like who knows maybe their doors were locked like i used to lock my door in our apartment yeah you know yeah yeah i'm curious to see what like the full story will be like i hope we get the full story and i feel like this is just too big of a yeah 
murder to and like with so many people linked like it's a college town like people talk you know like I'm yeah. I, feel, I feel like we'll hear answers but I'm so curious I was very confused when I first started hearing it because it was talking about Moscow and I was like <laughs> like people are really in like a lot of america like a young american teenage girls are invested in russia right now and then i realized <laughs> that it was moscow idaho i didn't know there was that makes more sense thing. but that case i'm way more passionate about than the case i ended up picking <laughs> because this is it, like this is gonna sound so rude why i picked it um but like thanksgiving is a time like to be with family right and this is a story where someone like ruins their entire family so hmm. okay connections i see it um, oh my god and you def- and i'm like i have this i've never been scared that we've done a case before and i went back and checked but i'm like I we've definitely talked about this one at least i think really and this one is pretty crazy and has been talked about a lot um and it's one of those cases that i think is like really hard to grasp all the details because there's so many like moving parts what? and you said and it was a, you said it was quick but i'm like mm. i think so i it's not i I did not type as much as i usually do um, we're, we're just doing the the cliff notes version of, of this yeah, case. yeah 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 um so i'm gonna do my best to walk you through what is it same story of the murdoch family oh yes oh, okay. did we yeah. do this on no right no no, no. we might have men did we mention it at i feel all? like we definitely did because i think we talked about it but not like we didn't have an episode case. no yeah, no no there's so many crazy things that just and it just keeps coming out it <laughs> literally does not stop yeah. i could not put as much i was like one there's so many details that i'm like i don't care this it's much like a netflix series <laughs> well funny that they're you say gonna that because they just released last week a HBO like mini series about them. Stop. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> I did HBO, not know that. HBO does a better job though. Honestly, oh, yeah. Netflix kind of yeah. ruins it. Yeah. Don't watch yeah. The Watcher. No. no, do not watch The Watcher. Don't You'll watch. never get those hours of your life back. No. <laughs> so the Murdoch family. And I think it's funny that it's spelled like Murda. It is. The Murdochs. You could have seen that one coming. M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H, but it's spelled Murdoch or said Murdoch. Um, so they are this family that's kind of like they refer to them as like a legal dynasty for the past 87 years in coastal Carolina, South Carolina. Absolutely not. Yeah. Just based off that alone. Right. <laughs> They're a prominent legal family in Low County um, from 1920 to 2006. Three members of the family served as district attorneys, or they call them solicitors too, which I always thought was like a mm. prostitute. <laughs> that, that's solicitation, I think, but solicitors. I so I'll probably go back old, and forth. It's an old timey name for a lawyer. Yeah, they're pretty much, yeah, it's like they're district attorneys. So it's a district attorney. So it's like a government, it's like a, you have to be voted in, like people vote mm-hmm. for you. Um, so their responsibility is that they're in charge of prosecuting all criminal cases in their district which is just ironic as we we'll see why when we go on Um, the family is so well known in this area it's like a their district is made up of five different counties and so they people actually call their district the murdoch county oh god yeah 
Wait, is that is that the county's name? It's like, not, but that's like oh, the that's, just that's what, what they like call locals it? refer to it as, yeah. Because they rule everything. Yeah. This family's reputation in their community really took a nosedive in around 2004 when many members of this family became the center of investigation for several murders, corruption accusations, insurance fraud schemes, defrauding clients, and drug-related crimes. No so I'm going yeah. so to take you through a timeline of terribleness that seems to follow this bunch. Take me on a ride. <laughs> because when it first came in to like true crime land, like podcasts and stuff, it was because of this other event. But like that wasn't even the earliest of events. Like more things yeah. had happened earlier that were just even more worse. Ter- even more worse. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to start back, back in the day to give you a little like background onto this family, into this dynasty. It all started with Rudolph Murdoch, Rudolph Murdoch Sr. Yikes, what a name, what a name. He graduated from law school in 1910 and founded a one-man law firm in Hampton, South Carolina. Um, And in 1920, he became solicitor or district attorney in the 14th judicial judicial circuit and he held the position until 1940 so it's 20 years pretty good but then he was killed in a collision between his car and a train oh uh, he also ran a local daily newspaper which i just thought was so cute and from what i read not that problematic right okay rudolph he set the I foundation see. for this like family though okay mm-hmm. And then what did everybody else do with it, Sarah? And then, so, (laughs) after uh, Randolph Murdoch Sr. died, um, we go to Randolph Buster Murdoch Jr. And just, like, these names just sound so rich. Um, He served from as solicitor from 1940 to 1986. Damn. In his 42 years in office, Buster ran opposed only twice. Buster was known for his love of chewing tobacco and his courtroom prowess and his flair for acting out murders before spellbound juries. We love a man with a flair for theatrics. (laughs) Buster was criticized several times by the Supreme Court for his closing arguments in several death penalty cases. In 1956, he was indicted by a federal grand jury for allegedly warning a rum runner to move a still into a neighborhood, neighboring counties to avoid the police. So he was like, hey, illegal alcohol maker, you should probably, people are going to be cracking down on this. You should probably move. Um, But he was acquitted. um, And he retired in 1986 and then died in 1998. So he was like kind of problematic right i would say it's just gradually getting worse yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um buster (laughs) was like every other generation (laughs) yeah yeah buster was succeeded by his son another randolph murdoch the third who took office in 1986 and he ran unopposed in every election and held office until he retired in 2006 i feel like these people made like a deal with the devil. The devil. They are. <laughs> the there government. are a lot of redheads in this family, Allie. Just let oh, you know. 
I need to I need to see what the 23 and me. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> make sure we're not related. You gotta figure that out. Alex. You're way cuter than they are. Um, <laughs> Randolph III was married to Elizabeth Alexander and they had four children, including three sons. Guess what they were named? Three sons too many, but yeah. Randolph so and they all named Randolph, Randolph the fifth or the fourth. Luster? If it's I V, that's fourth. That's four. Yeah. Is he it went by Rand- Yeah. Randolph? Right after would be six. Okay. Randolph the yes. fourth. They called him Randy. Uh <laughs> Richard Alexander. But he they called him Alex. <clears throat> oh. Remember that one. Um, both of whom entered the family firm. And then there was John Marvin, who he'll come become, up later. Uh, oh, I was like, did he just become a hippie and like leave? I don't I don't know what his deal was, but he I don't think he was a lawyer. Um, he, he's he not that important. Yeah, I mean, Whatever. you got all these like Randolph the Fourth, Richard Alexander, John, John Marvin. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> mom and dad. I hate you too. Yeah. Um, and then so these sons are where we're really going to focus today, and specifically on Alex and his family. So Alex graduated from the University of South Carolina in 1990. And then the University of South Carolina Law School in 1994. He soon joined the family firm. He volunteered um, in the solicitor's office and eventually married Margaret Kennedy Brandstetter, which I just really liked that name. But she went by Maggie. And they had two sons, Richard Alexander, called Buster, and Paul Terry, who was born in 1999. Okay. Why Buster? Yeah. They not a lot of creativity with these naming, with the naming of their children. There's a lot of Randolphs and a lot of Busters. Yeah, it's interesting. Maybe that was part of the deal. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they carried down like the the deal they made with the devil. (laughs) Right? So okay, nineteen ninety-nine, this lovely family of four. Okay. We're gonna jump to 2015. Wait, so Alex is the dad. Alex is the dad, Maggie's okay. mom, Buster and, then and Paul. Buster and Paul. It was Paul, Paul. that I forgot. Yeah. I was I was too distracted by Buster because Paul is vanilla compared Jackie to Jackie doesn't <laughs> listen, but she likes to go, Hi, I'm Paul. Anytime she goes. <laughs> uh, so Paul. You should get her to say it and drop it in. That'll be her okay. sign off. I'm sure she'll do it. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna jump to 2015. Stephen Smith. A 19-year-old living in the area was found dead on Sandy Run Road. The coroner's office said that Stephen died from blunt force trauma to the head. They claimed that the trauma was most likely from a mirror passing a vehicle, or a mirror on a passing vehicle. Oh my god. Right? And I'm like, this is a 19-year-old boy. I guess they're in the south. The likelihood of a pickup truck driving by is pretty high, right? (laughs) Because I'm thinking like, my Nissan Sentra would hit someone in like their ribs, like my mirror, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So like they're saying phone. that he was just walking in the middle of the road, got and hit got by hit a, a mirror of a, a car. mirror on a car and died. Damn, you gotta be like really accurate if it's yeah. just the mirror that's hurting. Right? That's and like somebody. If someone's walking down the middle of the road, you really didn't see them. Yeah. It's like an like, empty road mm-hmm. too. It's not a busy area. Um, yeah so the investigate investigators on the case believe that he was on his way home from college when he ran out of gas about five miles from his home 
Um, but many believe that this theory did not add up. His mother had actually said that this had happened to him once before where he did run out of gas. And he um, called his sister and told her and he hid in the woods and would not come out until he was sure it was her that came. What? Why um, did he hide? He was openly gay. at um, So oh. I feel like it's probably hard mm-hmm. yeah. in this area especially um he was probably bullied and scared of like who he could run into so that was probably why um she said in an interview we know for a fact it was not a hit and run steven would not have been in the roadway she also suggested that the autopsy reports did not match the story the only damage to his body was his head the right side of his head from his right eye socket to the back of his head and right shoulder and his right shoulder was dislocated there was no other marks on his body and his shoe he still had on his shoes and everything it's like if you're hit so hard yeah. in the head by a car you're like, like your flying would... backwards right and yeah. like road rash like knock your shoes off knock, yeah just, like i could knock your sketchy, shoes off yeah. right so when the police were interviewing people um as a part of the original investigation people kept bringing up this um theory that implicated buster the son buster buster um of having being involved in a relationship with steven oh okay but nothing ever came out of this rumors hinting at a cover-up and possible involvement of one or more of the murdoch families began circulating around the county but soon after steven's death um People claimed that this case reeked of an insider interference, but it went cold and no arrests were ever made in the case. Was that like the only connection that he had with the family? Was that that one thing with Buster? Like they uh, Buster and him went to school together and people kept bringing it up like other kids who went to school. Like, I think that so they're they like were in involved with each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, which I couldn't imagine this dynasty would like very much. Yeah. So that was like the first death that's like, or bad incident that, start, you know, people started associating with them. A couple of years later, in 2018, the Murdoch's longtime housekeeper, Gloria Statterfield, suffered a severe head injury when she fell down the front steps at their Moselle estate, which is going to come up again later. And she later died from her injuries. It had been reported as a trip and fall accident, but no coroner was notified, no autopsy was performed, and their death certificate said it was by natural causes. By no, that's right? sketchy. Yeah, like I don't. And I know this one, and, and this fall, one gets worse. Yeah, I don't think a trip <laughs> and fall is a natural cause. I was just gonna say that, yeah. like, if if you call the authorities and say someone tripped and fell down the stairs, like. I feel like an autopsy would have to be done to yes. figure out the cause of death. Yeah. Did the cops, the cops obviously went over there? Yeah. And yeah. Alex was the one who called the police. The police. So a coron- a different coroner testified that describing her death on the death certificate as natural was improper. Alex yeah. demonstrated suspicious behavior around her death, including arriving on the scene I'm sorry, he did not call the 911. I'm so, I don't believe. But he um he arrived on the scene before the EMTs 
and he was insisting he heard Gloria say that his dogs had caused her fall, contradicting her own statement later that she had no idea what caused her fall. So she wasn't, she didn't die at the house. She fell down the stairs and then was taken to the hospital and died a few days later in the hospital from her injuries. And and when they talked to her, she said she tripped? She said she had no idea what happened. But Alex claims that she she was like, oh, I tripped over the dogs. So that's the thing too, is like, if if you tripped, it happens like you yeah. know like if you trip and fall and you die that happens in real life that's a yeah. totally valid excuse so just say that from the beginning yeah. with all the weird sketchiness around it yeah and why would you like i don't know it just doesn't make sense um so after her death gloria's two sons were awarded an insurance settlement for the accident or natural death but by 2000 and, uh, 2021, they had never received any money. According yeah. to multiple mm-hmm. indictments, Alex Murdoch and this other guy, Chad um, and Corey. Strong. I just hate these That's names. That's when you know. Chad That's and Corey, when right? you know. What a strong duo. <laughs> right? They had conspired to steal the $4.3 million insurance policy settlement. The scam worked by diverting the insurance payout to Alex's account and then not notifying her two sons that the insurance settlement had occurred. It involved forgery from Alex's law law firm and this bank, this like state bank that he was working with. Okay. So he literally like this woman died who was their longtime housekeeper died and then you took that opportunity to scam her sons out of money okay i'm going to go into more detail about that later too because it was like all this stuff was happening but like they never got caught for anything they never of course right it was just yeah things were brushed under the rug but this is where the real trouble started happening the next year in 2019 there was a boat accident that resulted in the death of 19-year-old Mallory Beach. At the time of the accident, there had been six people on board, including the owner of the boat, the youngest, Paul Murdoch. On February 23rd, Mallory and her boyfriend, Anthony, planned to spend a Saturday night at a house party and oyster roast on Hawkey Island <laughs> um, with their friends. They decided to meet first at murdoch island a river property owned by the family of their friend paul since paul and his then girlfriend then time since paul and his then girlfriend were also going to the party the friends agreed that they'd take paul's family boat there investigators say that all six people on board were underage and were drinking alcohol there is security footage uh, at a liquor store from earlier that day of Paul buying the alcohol using his brother's ID. Investigators believe that around 6.30 p.m., the group had assembled at the Murdoch's family river house. They then say the group left by boat around 7 p.m. One of the girls on the boat said they arrived at the house party where they spent several hours, and around midnight, they left the party. When they got back on the boat, Paul insisted on driving to a bar in downtown Buford. Investigators say Paul and one of the boys from the group 
parked the boat, went into the waterfront bar and ordered two rounds of shots. And you can literally see these two kids sitting at this bar taking shots. Um, and the rest of the group remained outside waiting for them to return. And then at around 1 a.m. they headed back to the boat. And this is so sad because there's literally like security footage of them all walking back. And there's like a really cute moment where Mallory and her boyfriend Anthony are like holding hands and just like so happy together. Oh, it's really sad. Um, so the group stated at this point, Paul was extremely intoxicated and was acting very rash. According to one of the girls on the boat, on the boat, um, someone started arguing with Paul after he started driving in circles and acting drunk. Investigators, um, she also told investigators they had asked one of the um one of the guys on boat asked Paul to let them out on a nearby dock, like just like guys like let us off this boat um but paul refused they would later testify that paul kept leaving the wheel to fight with his girlfriend um they would also note that they were able to look at his like on onboard gps that like tracked the speed of the boat and it was just getting faster and faster as the night went on and about 2 20 a.m the boat crashed into a bridge mallory was ejected from the boat into the dark water one of the boys called 911 and begged for help first responders immediately began began searching for mallory while they (laughs) search while they searched for mallory paul and three others from the boat were taken to the hospital um anthony who was mallory's boyfriend he refused to go he wanted to help look for her at the hospital they took paul's blood alcohol and his level was three times the legal limit they searched for mallory for eight days before finding her body five miles down the river eight days eight days on what would have been mallory's 20th birthday paul murdoch was indicted and charged with three felony counts of boating under the influence including causing the death of Mallory Beach and seriously injuring two other passengers. I think one person like really messed up their hand and the other person like dislocated or broke their jaw too. Oh my um, God. Paul pleaded not guilty to all the charges and, of course. and was out on bail. Yep, to makes sense. Trial, right? Makes sense. So now jump to June 7th of 2021. And this is where I think we all first heard of this Murdoch case. Yes. A 911 call came in from Alex Murdoch saying that two people were dead at his residence in Islandton, South Carolina. At around 10 p.m., he called the police to say that he had discovered the bodies of his 22-year-old son, Paul, and 52-year-old wife, Maggie, near the dog kennels at their family's 1,770-acre multi-million dollar hunting lounge. Normal normal he, he's gonna blame the dogs on this one too it's for sale by the way if you're interested oh, just like, it's 3.9 mil we'll we'll pool our money yeah would you rather buy that one or um the list house oh the list house 100 percent. the list house. If, i know i want to know what that one i don't know because like those people were in that house for a long time that's true These were outside. They, they, they were the outside. actual house didn't get maybe like maybe spooky. their house because it's outside okay Rebe- we'll drop rebecca off yeah <laughs> also i can't leave new jersey true this one is very <laughs> it is from what it's very like chip and joanna Gaines mm. looking 
um, both Maggie and Paul had appeared to be shot multiple times. And I would like to play part of the uh, 911 call. Please do. Uh, I'll mute. How do I oh, yeah. I'll do, do it without this. taking my headphones out? I'm sure I am not technologically advanced. Click um, on this first. Nope. Okay. Oh, Pepper just threw up. Oh. <laughs> I think I have to share computer sound. Okay. You hear it? Yes. Hand County 911, where's your emergency? This is Alec Murdoch at 4147 Moselle Road. I need the police to answer immediately. My wife and child just got badly. Okay, you said 4147 Moselle Road in Allison? Sorry? You said 4147 Moselle Road in Allison? So they just keep going back and forth. Um, um, I had no idea what that man said because his accent yeah, was too hard. I, I was actually like a little convinced that he was genuinely upset. It it sounded it like if I didn't if I didn't really like know it like he sounded like he was very like flustered like flustered, I don't know, right? the, like the the squeakiness in his voice like yeah. convinced me right you know? yeah. So right away, law enforcement released basic information about the killing, saying Alex Murdoch called 911 at 10.07. Investigators collected evidence that night and the next morning. They were keeping pretty tight-lipped about this case, though. Um, but a week after the murders, Alex's two brothers, the ones I mentioned earlier, decided to go on Good Morning America. Good. Right? Good call. Good call. They, <laughs> they say... Um, Alex called them distraught with the news that his wife and son had been shot and they don't think their brother was involved at all which was like weird to me because at this time no one had publicly announced him as a person of interest or anything right what how did they like get on good morning like did they just ask if they could be on the show I don't Maybe. know just like I don't know how that works it's like I also want to be on good morning America you think I should just like call up my homies there and just you see gotta if wake I can be up on pretty the show? early Right. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a couple months later, Alex calls 911 again, but this time he reports that he was shot in the head while changing a tire. Damn, this man has the worst luck. Right? He really does. <laughs> he was taken to a hospital in Savannah, Georgia. He was like uh, airlifted, um, where he was treated for a superficial gunshot wound to the head. They do analysis. Yeah. Apparently, an unidentified Good Samaritan drove him to an ambulance where EMTs began treatment and called in a helicopter to airlift him, right? Alex's lawyer reported he suffered an entry and exit wound, a skull fracture, and minor brain bleeding in two places. And at the time, he also emphasized that the gunshot wound was not self-inflicted. Two days later, those wounds turned out to be superficial. <laughs> like 
Um, and they released a statement saying that he was leaving his job at the law office once he left the hospital. He said, the murders of my wife and son have caused an incredibly difficult time in my life. He said in the statement, I have made a lot of decisions I truly regret. I'm resigning from my law firm and entering rehab after a long battle that has been exasperated by these murders. I'm immensely sorry to everyone I've hurt, including my family, friends, and colleagues. I ask for prayers as I rehabilitate myself and my relationship. So he checks into rehab for opioid abuse. And then like all of this legal trouble just starts piling up. And like, it's a lot. Let us have it. Right. So members of Alex's law firm had confronted him about missing money on September 3rd, which was the day before he got shot in the head. Um, Before notifying law enforcement and the South Carolina Bar Association. They claimed that more than $1 million was missing. And after being confronted, Alex told his lawyers that he would be resigning. The next day, Alex was shot and members of his law firm literally went to the scene to report details of the missing money to authorities. (laughs) What? They hate this man so much. (laughs) On September 8th, Alex's law license was temporarily suspended by the South Carolina Supreme Court. Less than one week later, on September 13th, the South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division announced that it opened an investigation into the allegations that Alex stole funds from his law firm. And remember Alex's brothers um, who went on Good Morning America who had his back? Well, they went on again. (laughs) And they were pretty much like, we don't stand with him anymore. They're like, we love him, but we don't condone his um, actions. Like, We can't believe he would do this, right? I need this on the record on Good Morning America. Yeah. So then September 15th, authorities came out and was like, oh yeah, remember when this dude was um, changing his tire and someone shot him? Well, actually he hired some guy that he used to work with to kill him in order for his surviving son, Buster, to receive $10 million, a $10 million life insurance policy. Um, and like in his life, like I always thought that if you commit suicide, your life insurance policy like doesn't, is like null and void. Yeah, but, I thought that too. I don't know um, he that's why he like hired someone to do it but then he also said that like he had a clause in his that like even if he committed suicide it didn't matter but like that clause oh. had expired so it was just like never gonna work out anyway so he needed someone to hire he needed to hire somebody to get the job done and he did not hire the right person no <laughs> um so alex was then arrested in connection to his own shooting he was charged with insurance fraud conspiracy to commit insurance fraud filing a false police report and don't worry he was allowed out on bail and went back to rehab. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yep. So during all of this, the police also said that they were going to open up a new investigation into the death of their housekeeper, Gloria. They said that a coroner recently found inconsistencies surrounding Gloria's death. The incident was not reported, like I said, to the coroner's office, and there was no autopsy performed. Um, it came out that Alex was super shady with Gloria's son. And remember how I said, like, they, they got they had a lawyer that like was supposed to be helping them with the thing Mm -hmm. that lawyer was um alex's roommate from college and the godfather to his sons shut up there was like this whole big scheme that actually was like really bad that's so fucked up like here let me help you but like it's literally just to embarrass you and make you not get this money yeah 
Um, oh. This is still an ongoing case, the investigation into Gloria's death, but in June of 2022, the courts ordered investigators to exhume her body for more testing. Good. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, sad, because, like, you just want her to be able to rest. But... Right? Yeah. Um, so then in October, um, it is revealed that uh, Alex has indeed been the police's main person of interest in the murder of his wife and son. Alex's lawyer stated that he had no motive to kill them, though. He also said, you would think that if Alex was the one who did it, police would have been able to establish that pretty easily that night. You would think they would have searched his house and found blood somewhere. You would think they would have found the murder weapons on the property. You would think they would come up with something like that to link Alex to the murders, forensically (laughs) or independent evidence. To my knowledge, they have not done that. Like, yeah, obviously. (laughs) that is that's like yeah give them a list of things yeah. to do <laughs> thank you uh, so much right obvious <laughs> yeah in november alex was charged with 27 counts of financial misconduct saying that he stole money from his clients other lawyers and the family of his late housekeeper one day before a judge was to decide whether to set bond on the charges the grand jury uh the grand jury issued seven more indictments accusing him of financial crimes bringing his total to 48 charges he's now facing okay love that and he's him. still in rehab <laughs> in january of 2022 alex got 23 more charges added to that including 19 counts of breach of trust with a fraudulent intent and four counts of computer crimes wow. i just can't picture like don't listen to this part mom i can't picture like 50 year olds being good at computer (laughs) (laughs) no he's fair enough that's he probably hired somebody smart to do it and they were smart enough to cover their tracks and um blame him it was paul paul was helping him with the computer stuff (gasps) yeah maybe that's why he killed him you never know didn't do this shit right yeah bye bye, paul right (laughs) in june of um 2022 alex was indicted again in connection to an eight-year-old money laundering and painkiller ring which brought his charges up to 81 holy shit 81 charges against this man and then finally on july 14 2022 a grand jury indicted alex in connection with the 2021 murders of his wife and son Alex, now 54, charged with two counts of murder, two counts of possession of a weapon during the commission of a violent crime. After the charges were handed down, Alex's lawyers maintained the client's innocence in a statement to People, like People magazine. Right. (laughs) They said, Alex wants his friends, family, and everyone to know that he did not have anything to do with the murders of Maggie and Paul. He loved them more than anything in the world. It was clear from day one that law enforcement and the attorney general prematurely concluded that Alex was responsible for the murder of his wife and son. According to police, at the time of the murders, Maggie and Alex had been estranged and not living together. Alex's father was very sick, so he called Maggie to meet him at their hunting lodge and proposed that the two of them would travel together to see his sick father. Maggie didn't want to go to the the lodge and suggested they meet in a public place. She had even texted a friend saying Alex was sounding fishy and he was up to something. Mm. But Alex insisted she went to the lodge and after parking her car at the house, she walked to the dog's kennel where she found her son, Paul. Not long after that, Maggie and Paul were killed. Alex Murdoch will appear 
in a county court beginning January 23rd, 2023. The trial is expected to last through February. And and I really hope they air it on television because I would love to know how much this man gets sentenced to. Yes. Well, are, are they only like charging him on those four charges you listed the two counts of murder and the dead and the weapon or is it all like 81 I, it has to be all of them because like when are those trials like well yeah. imagine being a jury trying to find him guilty or not guilty on 81 different charges it's insane like that's gonna be insanity i kind of feel like they'll just give him and i think it is a death penalty case oh well oh i mean <laughs> If he goes to prison, he'll hire somebody to kill him anyway. Yeah. So he's gonna die either way. Yeah. It's just so crazy. It's just like this family was just so terrible for so long. Mm. And then it, it kind of makes me mad that it's like all of a sudden it was like the cops like couldn't like protect them anymore. And we're like, all right, well, he did that. This, 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 this. Like, yeah. He could have been stopped in 2014. Like, if he like went to jail for the like i think he was like doing like embezzlement or something like who knows all these people could still be alive yeah also, who knows like what other members of the family have done too like mm-hmm. i'm not trying to like put any crimes on any of them but like <laughs> the two brothers going to gma to like be like oh nope we got nothing to do with him is a that they had don't look into us it, at all yeah. yeah that they had to make it like that much of like a show and like on a platform just to prove that they're innocent in all of this and when you yeah. grow up with like that much privilege like you could literally do whatever you want and have no consequences like get away with Paul murder. killed one like unintentionally killed one of his best friends and was out living his life and like I is he know. being detained now is her or is he still in rehab Oh, he's in jail now. He's in jail now. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we Insane. shall see how this turns out. Yeah, yeah I kind of... Yeah. Do you think they'll televise it? I don't even know. Maybe, like, locally. They'll televise it. I don't know. It. Like, I, I, I've never... There's just... I know this is so weird, but, like, there's so many cases happening so soon that, like, I really hope that they do televise because I would like to watch them. Like, mm-hmm. if they could televise the whole Johnny Depp thing, which I had no care in the world about, they could mm-hmm. televise, like, something like this. Yeah. Where okay. actual real people were, like... I don't know. It's, like, taking not taking down a dynasty, but, like, it's... A, finally, they're being held accountable example. for yeah. something. Yeah. So that was yeah, the I'd... terrible story of the Murdoch family, and I hate them all. Yeah. We did a good Happy. job at breaking down all of that information. Yeah, there's like so, so much shit there. To yeah, unpack. I just couldn't. I was like, obviously, I was doing this at like ten o'clock, eleven o'clock last night, and I was just like, <laughs> I can't believe you did it after yeah the past two weeks you've had. I was just, I couldn't. Like, I just had to decide on one, and I just re- like I knew this family was messed up, but then it's just like the the scheming and like they're already rich. Why do you have yeah. to like fraud, like commit so much fraud and like steal money from so many innocent people? Yeah. You're rich. Like, do you really need it? No. Breed. It's probably and... just like a power thing. Yeah. It has I think to that's be. what it is. Like, if they have more money than they know what to do with, like, it has to just be like a control and power trip for them. Yeah. Because they're literally just sociopaths that like to like hurt people. 
so terrible. It could very well be the same thing that could happen too. But this is my least favorite case I've ever done. <laughs> it's just like so annoying. Like they're all so annoying. It could have been stopped. Yeah, like it's it's like frustrating how long they got away with. Yeah shit the whole family like not even just them like they're the whole family <laughs> Ryan like this is just the stuff we know like you said like what yeah. else could they have been doing but anyways that's what I got for you beautiful thank Good you job. are you ready to go no I have no idea what I'm gonna do next <laughs> I have no idea I don't even remember what was the last one I even did you did uh... was it Halloween was it the house, the building in New York? Oh, sh- that was a long time ago, I feel like. I'll tell yeah. you right now. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta figure out what I want to do. Yeah, Death House. Well, it won't be Death House. It'll be something else. <laughs> um, This is a good time to plug our Instagram. Follow us at Death Chair Detectives on Instagram. Yeah, there you go. See where Sarah messed up our grid yeah yeah <laughs> and comment comment how much you hate See if you can now. figure it out where i went wrong the first person to comment on it will get a prize shout out um, to jean shout out to jean mommy jean sorry shout i made a, uh, sorry i picked murderous redheads <laughs> it's okay she, she's not a redhead <laughs> she made a bunch of them yeah she did make a couple of us she did I'll have to, Are I all really, three I'm, of you redheads? No, my brother Rob has brown hair. Um, my brother Rob, I, th- I feel like I've, you've seen pictures of us, but yeah, me and Luke look... Rob, I'm like, I have obviously very pale red hair, brown eyes. Rob is tan, brown hair, blue eyes. And then Luke looks like physically more like Rob, but yeah. has my coloring. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. so yeah. weird right that's genetics for you i know well growing up like there's like five years difference between rob and luke so like i was like i feel like i was adopted because <laughs> <laughs> my parents both have like brown hair they get tan and then it was like me <laughs> yeah we're the three of us are also different like my sister's ultimate ginger and like five one five two yeah, maybe is your your brother doesn't have red hair, right? No, and then I obviously have like almost black hair. That's mm. weird. And I'm like five seven in the middle. And then Douglas had like blonde, like dirty blonde hair, and he's like six two, six one maybe. Damn. That's so weird. Genetics I look exactly weird. like my dad though. Really? It's like my sisters, I think, is a good mix of my mom and my dad. And then I'm a hundred percent. I don't think I look like my mom at all. Come here, Linda. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Put your face here. I don't think we look. I think our eyebrow shapes are similar. I think we're nose twins. Oh, oh yeah, we I can are see it in the nose. Eyebrow twins. Eyebrow twins. Eyebrow twins. Yeah, because look, even our eyebrows, you got one arched eyebrow and one straight eyebrow. <laughs> Way to make yourself conscious about something. Line, no, I can but we don't look like, but Douglas looks like her. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I can see that, too. I know. <laughs> she can't hear us. Look at your twins. beautiful look at mom. your cute little your, outfit. Your hand twins. Ooh, oh, that, that is that cute. matching outfit. <laughs> <laughs> 
love you, Do I make Linda. more sense to you now? <laughs> it's so funny. Like, you guys used to see my parents all the time in the background. Like, <laughs> now it's you. Becca, you're next. <laughs> Thank God you don't see mine. My dad would do stupid shit all the time. I got really excited that I go to the Vernon Dog Park now. I'll edit that part out. And uh, <laughs> note to self. Um, do you want and to just I end heard it? a woman yelling, <laughs> Yeah, we, we should just end it. Yeah. What? You said Ozzy, so I went, Ooh. Oh, I was like, What happened? I heard <laughs> saying Ozzy. I was looking, I was looking for the little baby goat, but it was like a white dog. Oh, no, Ozzy. Mm. And you said you saw boxers. Holly was here today. I saw Ooh. your Snapchat. Yeah, I was surprised. I was not expecting it. I, My mom texted me and was like... She's been um, rolling around the entire time, Sarah. I know, every time she does, her. I'm like not with it today. So every time she does, I'm like... I think I'm looking at my background. And it's your... <laughs> so I'm like... Um, but pa- my parents' power went out. And my little brother had class still over zoom so he came over here and i saw him on the ring camera when i was at a meeting i was like oh just go to my back door and then i hear <laughs> and like she's like bolting in i didn't even like see her on the camera oh that's <laughs> such a nice surprise yeah i was happy she was a little like antsy because yeah my parents house is at the end of a dead end so there's not a lot of activity but i'm like on a pretty busy street so she was a little all over the place which was a little annoying but I would like to show you I almost threw up last night I picked Pepper up from um getting a bath oh yes they put bows in her hair oh my goodness like blowing (laughs) in the wind she's so pretty she looks so oh oh my god what a model I kept them I'm gonna put them in I never thought I'd be like a person that like (laughs) that is so I have to show you this other picture Sierra gave me like a um like terry cloth or like velour zip up hoodie that kiwi wouldn't wear and look how big her butt looks in this picture <laughs> but she looks like j-lo does she like it she did not like oh she doesn't like, like it. she tolerated it oh and should, I, um... like look i put her in <laughs> this is all this bright you should put the bows in her hair for thanksgiving and take a pretty picture of her i'm going to she got a picture with santa i saw that, that so cute. i hate santa but she loves him. well no she didn't like him i saw ali showed me the live photo <laughs> she's like um what's wrong with you she's sleepy oh my uh ozzy goes to like daycare like a couple times a week because he's just so he takes like uh anxiety meds and pain meds he takes like the the generic of rimadel actually for his pain and everything he's like an old man trapped in a three-year-old dog's body but so he goes to daycare and they post like pictures on facebook of like the dogs throughout the day and every single picture he's in he's by himself he does not play with the dog i gotta show you this one picture he's literally all the time he's just in the corner alone and they were like yeah he just likes to watch he doesn't really like to play or be he likes to watch here it is (laughs) he just just stands in the corner by himself my aunt's always like that too (laughs) um i send pepper to camp bow wow and oh that's where my aunt's dog goes that's funny uh, i always look which one doesn't your aunt live in denville that she aunt? lives in uh no she lives in south amboy i don't oh, know which one she was going to 
probably not the same one as me yeah but i looked and the guy was like hugging Hug- pepper <laughs> oh how cute and he then- just needed that that yeah. day oh oh he just really needed a he hug did. he right? needed it so bad so he was just sitting on and i just like there's no Look other at her dog feet her feet yard. Yeah. her feet were like out <laughs> to the <laughs> that's so, so cute Pepper's such a nice girl. She's a good girl. She's cute. Um, also, edit this part out. I mean, you're probably going to Okay, let's, let's, let's yeah. say goodbye. Okay. Okay. Okay, bye. 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 Sources for this episode include cbsnews.com, live5news.com, cnn.com, people.com, and wltx.com.